everybody. I'm your host, Sasha Gray. And I am uh, another host, David Guy Levy. That guy. And uh, this week, our special guest is uh, the very awesome, cool Mr. Will De Los Santos. Hello. Will De Los Santos. Hi. Here I am, face down. Face <laughs> down. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Uh, uh, William, could you send in the therapist, please? David, I love how your voice always goes super high at the beginning of our show. You're very astute, Sasha. <laughs> oh, hi, Will. <laughs> so today, Ariana's working on me. Hi, Sasha. Hi. Sandra's working on Sasha for a change. And, uh, or no, Sandra's no. working on uh, Will for a change. And Marcia is working on Sasha. Yes. yes. Hi. How are you doing? How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm so excited. Oh, good. Um, Good. Is there a kind of certain type of pressure? Um, Harder the better. Harder the better? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. My arms are crazy. Like, your mind uh, better now? Yeah. Arms well, are um, today. Shoulders, neck, hands. <laughs> I'm good. Shoulders, uh, my neck, left hands, leg is kind back. of tight. So, uh, so, Will. Yes. To everyone who's, uh, who's tuning in who, who might not be familiar with you, how do you uh, like to present yourself? Um... Standing up usually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, um, I'm um, I'm a Hawaiian Irishman, mm. and um, I am um, a new father. My congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. My baby boy is 17 months old. Last wow. week, he's amazing. It's the, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I never thought I'd have a kid, and then now I do. It's it's wonderful. I, I love him so much. His name's Abraham, and uh, so it's changed my life a lot. And uh, but how otherwise I present myself other than a Irish Hawaiian father. Um, I'm I, I I'm awesome at ping pong. <laughs> I'm good at hula hoop, and um, I uh, I play stringed instruments. But how I make my living as is as an artist primarily as a writer, and. Uh, now that I'm off drugs, they they they're letting me direct stuff. <laughs> so, which I is like cool. that. Yeah, it is cool. Actually, I just directed a couple music videos for Atlantic Records for this new band called Prelo from New York, which is gonna be a pretty big deal. Nice, oh, cool. And that's pretty cool. I was pretty psyched about that. And um, I um, I've been uh, in the midst of putting together a new movie called Transloco. Yeah. Which is going to be beautiful, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, I just got Norman Reedus in the movie. Oh my God, he's wow. amazing. Oh, that's cool. And uh, this other kid I just got, and his name's Boo Boo Stewart. Mm-hmm. You know him? He was one of the wolves in. Yeah. He was the baby wolf guy in uh, the Twilight movie. Yeah, we talked about him before. Okay, yeah, and also he's just recently in X Men. So we're psyched about those two guys just coming. Good attachments. Yeah. yeah. And, That's uh, the kind of thing that really uh, blows some life into a project. It can, but I have this is the thing. It's so. Can I cuss? Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. it's fucked up, man. Because I totally <laughs> have got this amazing cast, and it's like I'm still. I've still had difficulty raising the bread, and it's kind of crazy. But you what know. kind of what kind of budget are you working with? Um, I one point seven million. Okay. Yeah. Is that my phone? Yeah, oh, you can just forget it. I don't think it is because I didn't bring it. <laughs> but anyhow, um, I um, I just want to talk about Iggy Azalea. Iggy yes. Azalea. Okay, is she hot or what? Yes, she is. She's fucking hot. You know, I, I'm out of it. I'm a dad now. I spend half the time if I'm watching anything. If I'm not working on the computer or in, in meetings or gardening, I um, I'm you know with my son, and you know we let him watch TV maybe half hour hour a day. So that extra time that I would have normally used to catch the new shit, you know? I have missed it, so, like, I didn't know there was an Iggy Azalea out there until the other day. <laughs> and it was like, my friends were like, oh, Jennifer, actually, my, my partner, she's like, you, you gotta see this new girl, you gotta listen to it. We listened to the song, and I, this one song, and I was like, that's trippy. Then, I was like, hey, let's see, the. is there a video for this song? I like the song. And then she's like, and then I mm-hmm. went online, I found a video, and I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's like the young Pia Zadora. Her, uh, 
her ass is <laughs> kind of phenomenal. I know. I was little, just like, uh, whoa, I'm a fan now. I, I told some of my friends, and they were just all like, oh, come on, man. I'm like, yeah, What's no. she, uh, I have, I'm, this is the first time I'm hearing of her. I was talking you are? This is the first time to you? Oh, you're out no. of it too. Cool. Love I it. was talking about her at the airport last week. She. She's the uh, the Australian white girl rapper, but she raps with a Southern American accent. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's yeah. I, 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 I dug out. I heard a couple songs. I thought it was cool. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. It's my. She's hot. She's was, blonde. Uh, she's yeah. super waspy, but yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny at the same time. It makes me laugh. Yeah. But um, the yeah. voice doesn't fit. The yeah, it doesn't. You see. Yeah. <laughs> It is funny. It, it makes me laugh at the same time that I'm, like, hot, you know? Actually, I haven't heard her speaking voice. Oh, yeah, I, I did that, too. I went on and looked at some interviews, and she seems cool. That's what makes it even better. She's not, like, uh. some, her interviews seems a little... Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. well, but um, other than that, I, I'm, um, I'm just... Um, we also have a very, very famous credit that I think hit a very big cultural note uh, in 2002, was it? With three, yeah. Three, 2003? Yeah. It was Spun. I Spun, mean, that's one yeah. of the greatest movies about drug culture ever. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, you wrote it. I did. I wrote it about myself. Yeah. Um, uh, Jason Schwartzman's character is me on drugs, being driving a meth cook around. And that's, um, I mean, real life is more hardcore than the movie. Yeah, you know? I can imagine. Really? Yeah. The, the that movie. movie gave me anxiety attacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like there are things in the movie that were toned down. I mean, that were in the script that were toned down for the movie. The, um, but it was. I, it started off as a documentary, and I was uh, going around interviewing meth cooks in Oregon at the time, and um, I wanted to do a documentary. And then next thing I knew, I just got swept up in this, you know situation the scene there and after the three were days still, were you still documenting when you got swept up into it oh yeah that's, the oh, whole, that's the, so that's cool the yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want to see this documentary yeah too. right i still have some of the footage it's crazy but it was um and then i decided you know i should just write a damn screenplay just based on what's really happened so yeah and i didn't know how to write a screenplay so i'd say you know what so i just went to the store like a i don't even remember what it was like a regular old bookstore and i got the a copy of um Spike Lee's "Do the Right Thing." Yes, it was just a book. Yeah, and it was I have like that. it was like the screenplay, and I looked at it, and I just started looking at it, and I was like, I didn't even read the whole thing. I just looked at it like you know five or six pages. I was like, I got this. That was it. So I just just did that, and then I wrote the script, and I was fortunate enough to get the movie made, like within eight or nine months. Really, it was pretty wow. quick. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I actually I sold everything I had, got on a bus, came down here. And uh, I had like 400 bucks. <laughs> wow. I mean, because I, I was going, uh, at the time I was living in Oregon. And, and I hadn't lived, actually lived here in L.A. in like over a decade. And I really didn't have that many, I didn't have any connections really that I could actually use to make the movie. Came down, stayed in Hollywood, stayed at the, this shitty little motel on Sunset called The French Cottage. <laughs> it's since been torn down and there's like a, like a they sell like pot, potted plants there now or something. <laughs> it's oh, you know it's right off it's like a block east of Highland in Hollywood in Sunset. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so in like the shittiest part of town. Yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my cat. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but um, yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, while I was in Oregon, I went to Miss. I went to this thing called. I saw Ron Jeremy was going to be in town, right? In Portland, and I and I was like, oh. I, you know, I want Ronnie to, to play the veterinarian in Spun. So I I went to this yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I, like, I, like, totally stalked the place until I saw Ronnie come out at the end. It was He was a celebrity judge at Miss Nude Organ, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh. So I went to this thing. I waited for Ronnie to come out. He came, oh. Oh, oh that's perfect. I waited for Ronnie to come out. He oh. came out. Anyway, I gave him a copy of the script. Yes. I was like, hey, man, I want you to be in this movie, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, when you come to, uh, down to L.A., give me a call. Here's my number. So anyway, about a year later, I came down to L.A. I'm in the motel. I run out of money. I didn't make this movie in a month like I thought I could, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up uh, calling Ronnie. 
I call and he finally answers his phone one day. And I say, I, I'm like, check out of my motel. I have no money. I leave all my luggage behind the desk at the motel, right? I'm wandering around Hollywood. I, I, this is like before cell phones almost. I, yeah, I call Ronnie up. He picks up the phone. I said, hey, man, you remember me? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the script. It was cool, man. I like it. I said, hey, man, uh, can I, you know, talk to you? Where are you at? I want, I want to talk to you about something. And uh, I was going to ask him for a job, not in porn, but I was going to ask him for just like if he knew of anywhere I could, you know, rent or something, or where I could like work work to make my way so I could stay in L.A. to make my movie. Yeah. And he was just all like, he was so short with me on the phone. He's like, hey, you know where the Rainbow Room is? I'm like, yeah. He's like, meet me at the Rainbow at midnight tonight. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So like, I just like I just wander around L.A., Hollywood all day, all evening, and then at midnight I go to the Rainbow and I'm just there waiting for him. He's not showed up. I'm standing by the entrance until like two in the morning, you know, and then the yeah. bar's closing. And right before the bar closes, ah! Until <laughs> 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 so two in the morning, and then two in the morning, then he, he shows up, right, right before the bar, bar closes. And he's like ignoring me, and he's like, hey, one moment, one one moment. And then at the right, then he's leaving. And I, and I said, hey, Ronnie, and he goes, hey, uh, your name's Will, right? Right. Uh, hey, uh, do you drive? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, meet, here's my address. Write it down. Come to my place. Be there at 8 in the morning. Oh, God. I'm like, what? So I stay up all night oh. just wandering around. I have no place to go. I go to his place 8 in the morning. I go to the front desk of the Franklin Towers. He comes rushing down. I, I tell the front desk clerk I'm there, you know. He comes rushing down with luggage, and he's like, let's go. Get in the car. We jump into his car. He's driving like a maniac on the wrong side of the road down Franklin, you know, to, to hit the to hit the 101 North to go to Burbank Airport. Driving crazy. We get there, and he tells me on the way, he goes, look, okay, okay look it. I'm leaving town. You're going to take my car. You can have my, you can drive my car. And you can stay in my, my, my apartment, my condo. You can stay there. But these are the rules. No guests. You know, and it's a type of elevator where the person runs it for you. So he knows if they'll know if I'm. I've oh, already yeah. told him you're you're gonna stay. You can stay, but no guests. I'll be back in three weeks. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. So you just like I just barely knew yeah. the guy. Wow. I, this is a god. It's true. <laughs> he gives me his keys. He takes off. I go back to his apartment. It's a, like the penthouse apartment there, right? Oh my god! It's like got Ronnie piles everywhere, just the stuff, you know. And I'm there, and I'm there for three weeks. And during that three weeks, before he came back, I optioned the spun. Wow. And what he told me, he goes, all I want in return is you got to put me in the movie. <laughs> so if you notice, Ron Jerry's in the movie as a bartender. Oh, but not as the veterinarian. Not as a veterinarian, though. The, <laughs> Jonas the, wasn't into that. You know, well, the finances wanted to pull out with him involved, which is retarded. Yeah. It's uh. like, you know, some people just don't know what the fuck they're doing. An idea before it's time, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, it's stupid. It's like it's like some people talk to them, oh, I want to put Sasha Gray in the movie. Oh, it's like some people are idiots, you know? They don't know what the fuck they're even doing. They have no, like, they have no clue what's culturally, you know, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But anyway, so that's how the movie got made, thanks to Uncle Ronnie. Wow. So I never knew cool. that story. Yeah, it was amazing. He let me stay there, and then when he came back, he's like, <laughs> I ended up renting from him. He owns nine units in that building, the Franklin what? Towers. Oh, my yeah. God. And so you know, I stayed there, and then I ended up getting a place, and he goes, okay, look at uh, you know, you, while, while the movie's, you know, in pre-production and everything, you can, you can rent here. Uh, that feels good, lady. <laughs> he says, uh, um, okay, you don't have to pay me any deposit, and you don't even have to pay the first month's rent. But if you're one day late, you have to move out. Is that the deal? Whoa. And I was like, yeah, so we shook hands. That was it. And then, I don't know, half a year went by, just, I don't know, eight months, whatever. And I knew I was going to be late on rent. <laughs> and, uh, like, I was just like, oh, he's he's going to come here. Maybe he won't come. Maybe he won't come, right? And on the second day, I get right at, like, 9 a.m., uh, hello, it's me. Open the door. You ready to go? Y'all packed up? <laughs> <laughs> you got a cup of coffee for me? He goes, no problem. I'll help you carry your stuff down, and uh, I got you a hotel down the street for a couple days. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a good dude. He's a good dude. I moved out that day. But, yeah. Man of your word. He is, right? Yeah, I was. He, he was very happy. Uh, he was very uh, 
proud of me because he said, you you kept your word well. That's all that matters. So I, I've, rented, I've rented from him a couple times throughout the years. <laughs> That's funny, man. You know, something to be said about Ronnie's, you know, for all the people and then all the shit that he does and everything, there really isn't anybody that can say anything bad about him. So would you say he gave you basically your big break? Yeah, <laughs> Ronnie gave me my big break. <laughs> kind of. He did. He did. He gave you that that moment that you needed to just take. Yeah. And another time, well, yeah, and he's never been like, you know, one time he was like, um, okay, I know you need to make some money. Yeah. And he's like, okay, look, we need, we're doing this gangbang scene. You need to, you need to, you can wear a mask. Just come down. You can wear a mask. Just get some of your friends. (laughs) You get some of your friends. We need some more guys. Oh, my God. I was like, no, I'm not going to, Ronnie, no, I'm not going to do it. You could wear a mask. <laughs> I swear to God, it's like out of the blue. He called me like five in the morning one time. We're, we're really short-handed. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the only time he, he tried to get me in, involved with that. But yeah, he's a good dude. I love him. Oh, fucking funny. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. Well, how I met you, Will, in like 2009? Uh, eight. 2008? Eight, nine, Jesus. Eight, nine, yeah. Eight, yeah, eight, nine, yeah. Uh, we uh, met, Will and I met at this little thing called the AFM American Film Market. Yeah. And I was there with some friends who were trying to get a movie This finance. little thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And I saw you, and I saw you, and I knew we had mutual acquaintances and stuff. And, yeah. And I was, and it was weird because I was like, I'm going to meet Sasha Gray someday. And so there you were. And then I was like, I was with, uh, I think, Vincent Marval yeah. and a uh, couple people from oh. Wild Bunch and I don't know if Chris was there that day. But, no, he wasn't there. Oh yeah, that and day. then uh, and they were and I was they were like, dude, that's Sasha Gray. They're like Santos, do you know her? Can you introduce us? I was like, no, but I, you know, I think she, <laughs> but I think she knows who I am. I think you know we kind of maybe she knows me and I know her, so maybe I can introduce myself. It won't be weird, you know? Yeah. And so I just went over. I go, hey, Sasha, hey, you know, and then I you did know you knew who I was, and then we talked. And then I brought you over and introduced you to those guys, and it changed their lives. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny, though, because I ended up hanging out with you almost the entire night. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we stayed in touch after that. And then I'm now friends with Vincent and all those guys from Wild Bunch. So it was... Yeah. And They're Chris, great guys. Yeah. They, they speak highly of you. They really like you a lot. They think you're great. So my buddies. Cool. Have yeah. you spent much time with Gaspar? Uh... Yeah, every time I'm in Paris, I see him okay, at cool. least once. You took me to a party with him once. That was cool. I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back in February, yeah. he was in town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he was he was here doing the Oscars. Oh, time not that he had an Oscar, but they, I think that he's great. He's he cool. Is. He's, he's really great. I haven't seen him in about a year, but like when my baby was born, he came and took a bunch of pictures of my baby. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, with his, his new 3D, I'll take some 3D pictures of your son. <laughs> so he took some 3D pictures with his new 3D camera of oh, my cool. baby. Yeah. Oh, but he's good. And he was trying to cast his new movie. And Still, uh, yeah. He went around with me. We did some locations scouting for my movie, that, and looking around. And we just hung out a little bit. We, hanging out with him these days is different than it used to be. <laughs> We're talking about Gaspar now, right? Yeah. 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 But when I was. Back, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, we would get together. It was pretty pretty bad news. <laughs> you know, we would go a little crazy around, like, here or Toronto, wherever the fuck we were. We caused a lot of trouble, but for ourselves, it was fun. But now, I think things are... I'm older. Maybe not for him, but I'm, I'm older. I have a baby. <laughs> I got I to be home. I got to be home, Gaspar. I always, I always make fun of him, like, or not make fun of him, but poke fun at him Gaspar why do you always have like 15 women <laughs> every time I meet him it doesn't matter if it's LA or Paris he says Sasha Sasha I have to introduce you to this girl she's your biggest fan she's your biggest fan <laughs> so okay and then five minutes later Sasha this girl wants to meet you <laughs> and it's like it's like an assembly belt <laughs> all apparently want to meet me and all are apparently huge fans of mine do they all it. show up with him they probably are. I mean, you know, you have a lot of female fans, Sasha. That's for sure. A ton, you know? So does he. So yeah. it kind of works for both of us. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he's great. As a matter of fact, I got Benoit Deby is going to shoot my new movie. No way. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that's the same cinematographer that Gaspar's used. 
Yeah, Benoit is awesome. Benoit is awesome. It's just like, oh. That guy is one sickly talented man. Oh, I know, right? Oh, I'm glad oh. to hear that. Oh, yeah, we're, I'm really happy about it. Oh. I really love the screenplay for Transloco. I think. Oh, thank you. It's. Ow, yes. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's a. Oh, shit, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's good. This is why I have some problems right here in my rib cage. Oh, Lord. Uh, I think when it gets made, it's going to be a very culturally important Thank film. Thank you. I do, too. I really do. You know, it's like, I, I've been, I watch, I watch, literally, I watch a movie a day. And they usually end up being very late at night, but I do watch a movie every day. And I see, man, the state of the movie industries so it's it's really varied so many different things you can see and i just i really excited it's exciting for me to know that i'm i have something that it's viable and it's i'm really really excited about and i'm passionate about it it's not you know to me it's more than the money it's you know and it's it's uh it's so much you know i i really feel a responsibility to do it so that really it's exciting how did you come up with with the idea, and can you share some of it? With uh, well, the I, you know, I, I um, my first drug dealer in Hollywood was a tranny, <laughs> yes. and uh, his name was Bubbles. It was a black guy, <laughs> and this is a funny thing: is the Bubbles. I ran into Bubbles uh, maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago. Oh wow! And at um, Home Depot, and I was like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> Bubbles!" And he's like, "Don't call me Bubbles. I don't call my <laughs> Bubbles anymore." <laughs> oh, what? He's <laughs> like a man now, you know. <laughs> Oh, my God. oh wow! Yeah, his name was like George or something crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so hanging out with the trannies at the, at the drug house was always like trippy thing, you know. They were always like, "Oh, he's so cute," and everything, you know. But you know, they obviously wasn't having them. Pretty, I'm like an, I'm like a, you know, American uh, straight man, you know. And um, they, um, uh, oh, and um. But I always thought they were cool to hang out with, you know? <laughs> and uh, then I seen them get in a fight a couple times, you know, fights amongst themselves, and they were so crazy, like tits flying, fists flying, spit and blood, crazy threats, crazy shit, you know? i never seen such vicious fighting. And, uh, uh, and a couple of them were Latino, and, you know, they were just like... I just... Yeah. Then I met these other guys in this band. How do you say it? Brutarita? How do you say it? Brujeria? Am I saying it right? No idea. Brujeria. Yeah, Brujeria, the band. You know the band? No. Okay, they're, <laughs> they're a hardcore band. And um, they're, they're, you know, from, they're from here in Mexico, I think, some of the members. And I met these guys, and they were telling me how they used to beat up trannies. Oh my god! They used to beat them up. Yeah, like wow. you know, yeah, kind of like just hunt them down and, and rough them up and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then I was like, oh, you know, so I took all these ideas, and stories, and I mixed them up. And then, I then I just thought I started thinking about through the eyes of a of of, of a of a good person that happened to become a transsexual, you know. And I just thought, you know, this this is something that this is something that's that's uh, heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then I. Then there's some things in the story that I, I, um, I put in that are about me. They have nothing to do with transsexualism, you know, transsexuality, nothing at all. It just happened to do with, with my life and some experiences that happened to me, and I implemented those to the characters because that's how you know, and uh, I was able to find the, the some humanity in the characters. I felt it was essential, you know, yeah, to the story, and. Um, so yeah, I've uh, you know I've I've been very. I could have never written it the way I've wanted. I wanted to write it unless I was off drugs. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I fucking wrote the thing. I'd have like forty pages in with all these great notes. I'd have maybe like sixty pages of, of the end, and I would lose it. Oh, I mean, I would I would no. lose my script. I would like no. I would I would. Um, I would take my uh, laptop and pawn it for drugs, you know, some crazy Man. shit like that. I lost the script probably five times wow. since 2006. Jeez. I know, right? Mm -hmm. So when I finally got off drugs, I was able to, like, keep it together, you know, and now I have the masterpiece, you know, finally. 
Yeah. It took a while, but, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. But I, I tell you, I miss doing drugs. <laughs> 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 but you know what, man, it's okay. You, you, it's just kind of like being in love with someone. You can love them and not be with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I could totally love getting high. It doesn't mean I'm going to get high. Yeah. Oh. What was what changed for you? Because I know when from the point I met you until a couple years ago, you you were always sort of on and off. Yeah. Um, well, but, now I, I mean I have I'm coming up on like, three years of serious sobriety. Oh, oh yeah. If I got one of these every day, who fucking would need to get high? <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person. Uh, uh. <laughs> You know, Bob Hope got a massage every day, and he lived to be over 100. I love that story. Uh, What changed for me was that, this is the thing, when you listen to these people at AA or NAA or all this, and they're always like, uh, you know, I hit bottom. You know, they say I hit bottom, right? Yeah. I never have, I don't have a bottom. That's my problem, right? Yeah. It's like, I've, my life is such that I can just go from drug house to drug house and not even have to pay for this shit hardly, you know? Yeah. And just kind of like, you know, I mean, I did pay for it. Believe me, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on drugs. But, you know, just like drug dealers are like happy to have me hang out. It's good for business, you know? And <laughs> that was happy, good for me just to be there, you know? And I mean, it was just, I just got tired of not fulfilling my destiny. Mm. I felt that that was it, you know, and that. Mm. It's like I'm always gonna be the guy that wrote Spun, but I want I don't want to just be that. Yeah. You know, and uh, that that was kind of I could started to see that kind of happening, and um, you know I uh, I really wanted to have a child, and um, I um, you know I'm like an old dad, you know, <laughs> and, it, and which I, which is fine, you know, because I I don't ever I think about. I guess it's inevitable that we all die, but I don't believe it, you know? <laughs> I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. You know? So, like, I prefer, I prefer to live life that way, you know? I'm calling bullshit on death. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on death. Totally, dude. You know? And also, in any way, it made me want to get focused on to, to realize that. And it's just like, a, like, if you hear the song, like, uh, uh, Imagine by John Lennon, you know, it comes and it's played in this room right now. We'll think John Lennon's here, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I kind of, he's living forever. I kind of, I, I feel like that's the train I want to ride, you know? I mean, you can also just think of on a scientific, like, you know, well, that's the true quantum too. mechanics of it all, that's how true. like time is always, even though like we're like, if we're like the, uh, the scrub on a quick time file, you go back and forth through the timeline uh-huh. and we're just moving through life, you know, that, that, that data we just pass isn't going anywhere. That, that, you know, Eckhart totally talks about the now and the past doesn't exist, but I feel like it does eternally, you know? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. It is stored forever. Right. It is. Oh. Does that oh. make sense or am I just super relaxed right now? Uh, both. As, as the video editor. Yeah. Uh. So, was there anybody that helped you? Uh, of- Ashley Hamilton helped me a lot. You know Ashley? George Hamilton's son? No. Uh-uh. You know who George Hamilton is? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, George. George Hamilton. He's, he's a got star. a famous tan. The famous tan man. Yeah, he's got a star on Hollywood Boulevard. He was like, actually, he was in the first Spring Breakers movie called Where the Boys Aren't, or Where the Boys Are. Huh. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it was like a 1950s Spring Break movie that kind of Harmony had to have been aware of because it's very similar to Spring Breakers in a way. But uh, George is also the uh, Zorro the Gay Blade. In the seventies, yes. 70s. yes. He, you, you know that he's got a famous, yeah. famous mole on his chin. He's a, yeah, it's a fucking famous on his movie. lip. Yeah. What the fuck? And he, what else is he in? He, uh, he was also in Godfather too. He plays the, the lawyer. He's also in Woody okay. Allen's Hollywood Ending. Wow. He's, he's in tons of shit. Anyway, Ashley helped me a lot. He helped me get sober a lot. He helped me uh, introduce me to a group of people that I, you know that. Uh, you know, it's like part of it with the whole drug thing is like I miss is like the lifestyle and all the tweaker people. I love those tweaker people. <laughs> yeah, they're so like they're so different. You know, it's like I, you know, they, they actually say they're not your friends. It's like you know, people in, in AA and NA tell me those your drug friends. They're not your friends. It's like some of the programs are a little stupid because you know what? Those people were my fucking friends. I'm not gonna like turn my back on my past. You know, but I am gonna. I'm going to embrace the past, but I don't, like, go into drug dens anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
and I'm not going to act like those people were my friends. I don't hang out with them anymore. But you know, but what what like to answer your question? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I I just uh. wanted to make I wanted to you know to do things uh. more coherently. I wanted to be understood. You know, and it, it took a lot. I mean, I, I, I've, you know, I just, I went to rehab three times, Sajra. I went wow. in 2000, first time I went was in 2008, and then I went in 2009, and then I went again in 2011, and 2011 was the one. Wow. Yeah. That's and, great. And then when I finally got out, I mean, I was going to direct this movie back in 2007, uh, called Mama Black Widow, this Iceberg Slim, the Pimpio. Yeah. I adapted his screenplay. I, got, no. I bought the rights to it. I had the thing. I had Rihanna. What? I had Most Death. What? I had, I had, uh, who else did I have? I had, uh, Kerry Washington. I had, like, I had a sick-ass cast, dude, and Chris was producing it, and I was gonna direct it, and then I got high at this chick's house one night, and I thought the cops were there, and I was all delusional. I jumped off the roof. And no. I, yeah, and I, and I, Put a huge scar on my face, and I fucking was bleeding all over, and the cops weren't even there. I was out of my gourd. So that was, and, and which is crazy because I usually didn't get paranoid. But anyway, and then the and then the next day, one of the other producers saw me, and then they they took the movie from me, and then blah blah blah. See, a lot of people would call that rock bottom. Like that's a moment where oh, like, no. you lose something great of of great value because of your actions. Yeah, you know? I know, but I mean, for me, it's like I always think, oh well, lose lose a piece of gold, find a piece of gold. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I know that headspace. But I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just wasn't even... This is... The, I could never tell time. I was always fucking late to every single thing. <laughs> no matter what. I was always late. You know, I would even... I was so late if something really mattered to me. I'd go the night before and try to camp out in the car, you know, just to be yeah. on time. You know, I was just out of my gourd, you know. Anyway, that mm. it just got to be the thing where I, I just... I felt like I wasn't... Mm. Me, I, you know, I couldn't... I didn't have the resources and I didn't have the the focus to do what I really needed to do. And... Now it's like I play music better than I ever used to. I, I write better. I'm, I'm on time. Uh, you know, I, I'm even though I've been doing most of the talking during this session. I swear to you, I'm a better listener than I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. We like you to talk. <laughs> we like to get to know our guests. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and I and I and I used to be a, f a big arguer and fighter, and I'm less of that. You know, I'm less of that. Like if someone doesn't see it my way, I let it go. You yeah. Know? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, oh, hell yes. Well, it's funny how, David, you said Spun gave you anxiety. Yeah. I don't remember. I think I was 13 when I saw that mm -hmm. movie okay. for the first time. I rented it at home. And I'm from Sacramento. And you know all the, like, oh. drug awareness oh. weeks? You, I, I would have these drug awareness weeks at school. And they bring in special speakers, like, don't do drugs, kids. And everybody would laugh at the people that would come in, and we'd take the stickers or whatever they handed out mm -hmm. and cross out the don't and just say, do drugs. <laughs> just as like, this is so stupid, guys. But once I saw that movie, that that did it for me. That okay. made me go. That made oh, me never fuck. go past I like, never weed. Do drugs. I never passed weed for like ever because of that. Yeah. I literally was like, well, it is what's answer. next on the drug calendar? And then like I saw Spawn like, I'm just going to put a pin in this. Yeah. yeah. And that's it what is. I really like about it is because there's so many movies that glorify these things. Right. Um where I will say I did laugh a lot because yeah, there is comedy story, yeah. in in the horror and drama of yeah. it, but in Ultimately, in the end, it, it's it, it's so know, nerve wracking. Such a great story. Yeah, it, it's, it's there just, is yeah, a world. It's, uh, and the way that Jonah shot it really, really with the sat oversaturation, and uh, I just it really made it feel so just real, vivid. so visceral. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh my lord, this is where I'm gonna get vocal because this is where my this is where my um, oh my tenderness is. Oh, <laughs> oh. but yeah. Um, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud that I was able to. It was just what it did was. For me, I've always felt like that I you know I could I was a kid that was like I was a very good boy. Okay, I was a very good boy. Like I got straight A's. I was like boy of the month all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when I got older, it was like. I mean, this was, it does, in a way, it connects, okay. it connects to my drug problem is that I had success while I was on drugs. 
know? Yeah. And that was kind of like, gave, gave me a little... It's not good reinforcement, is it? Yeah, no, it wasn't, you know, in a way. But anyhow, I'm, uh, I'm just... Uh, I've, I've learned a lot about how to make a movie. I'm learning more now than I did then. Then it was just kind of like my raw passion and energy in your face worked for me. It doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, I was fortunate that it, it did that. I think people used to think I was more of a curiosity than a talent. And now it's, huh. uh, you know, and that's it's not going to happen anymore. I'm just, I'm willing to take the time. Since I'm going to live forever, I don't care how long it takes to make a great movie. You know, it doesn't matter to me. If it takes, I mean, I'm in, in a way, it's like, if someone doesn't call me back on the fucking phone when they say they are, that drives me crazy now. Yeah. You know, that used to be me, the guy that didn't do that shit, you know? So, you know, oh, Lord. Oh, that feels good. Oh, shit, no. Oh, Oh. oh, we got to be real careful in that area, I think, because um, I have some like. Because those more your internal organs you're playing with. <laughs> oh shit, no! Well, I'll tell you one thing I'd like to, to talk about is this end of the world shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, because I know a lot of people. I know several people, many people. I'll say many. Because a couple's two, several is. I oh, don't give like up. Four, don't give right? up. No. A few is like what. Three. Thank you. three. I, I always say three, four. Yeah, I would say three. So I know many. So I would say like six, seven, eight, right? These people are stuck on thinking the world's going to end, you know? And they, they don't even do anything, but just like no one gives, they don't give a shit really about the future too much because they think that the world and oh, Nihilist, know, dude. And they keep moving the, the, the you know, tentative, you know, end date, like that. <laughs> and they keep uh, pushing production? Yeah, they're pushing production down. Like, yeah, but... The newest one is August, baby. August, the end of the world. August. This August? Uh, next month, yeah. Oh wow, it's anyway, coming up. I'm just, I, anyway, gotta, I'm I gotta like, start buying supplies. I'm like, dude, don't even call me and tell me this shit anymore, dude. You're fucking, you're, you're boning me out. You're fucking an asshole. Fuck you. Yeah. So people actually call you and 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 confide in you and say. Or email me like you know you have an exit plan. What? People you know or just strangers? No, people I know. Yeah, people I know. Yeah. Is it an LA thing? Do you think? Oh uh, no, I think it's a. I mean, if you go online, you can find some crazy shit in a second. Uh, you know, two thousand. It's a whole reality show about people who. Well, there have is. Like, there is. It's called End. Uh, what's the one? That one where the guys are building the uh, forts. Yeah, they all build their own forts and they're yeah. their own like. Yeah. Same, yeah. same shit. Uh, because they're ready for it. Yeah. Well, they think they're ready for it. Yeah. Right, right. I just have to say that Oof. all good. I, I think that it, if there's a, a problem, I think that, uh, you know, we're all just go to high land, you know? Can we just oh, take one second? Yeah. Uh, Ariana, mm-hmm. will you marry me? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a boyfriend. <laughs> he can <Okay>. join. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to try new things. <laughs> But right now, she literally has her hand like where my lung is normally. She's breathing for you, and she's just she's she's squeezing the lung for me while she massages so I don't lose breath. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, end of the world. What's the what's the one in August? Uh, what's the big uh, theory? Uh, uh, like. Uh... Like melancholia, you like the big plants gonna come over and. Oh, that's pretty! Oh, I loved that. It was a beautiful ending of the world. It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hope I don't beautiful. spend it with Kirsten Dunst, though. <laughs> 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 That'd be the worst way to go. Why are you so moody? <laughs> Why are you so moody? <laughs> it's just a character. God. Oh, this is the worst party to go to. <laughs> it's like going to the worst New Year's Eve party ever, but you can never make up for it have you guys seen I guess um Under the Skin yes oh god the trailer looks so amazing the person who did the music I mean the music is a music is phenomenal the music is one of the best choices that movie yeah. made oh my god and yeah the, I mean cinematography uh, and the special effect everything but that music uh, just brought me back to an age of film that hasn't been touched yeah, in a while yeah I forget the name of the, the person in the music the last name's Levy though Oh, good. Yeah, with an I. Oh, bad. First name, I forget. But, uh, yeah, I, I saw my to-do list of, like, listening to more of that person's music. 
Yeah, the music. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I've only seen the trailer. The oh, trailer really? looks so sick. Yeah. I'm afraid to watch it. You have to go, but this is the only, my only piece of advice would be you have to go into it uh, understanding it's it's a visual art piece. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because right. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I loved it. I just, I think I would have loved it even more had I gone into it with that in mind. Yeah, right. there's, there's not 120 scenes and and a huge uh, you know plot driven story going, but it's simple and beautiful and yeah. really well executed. Yeah, it looks sick. Gorgeous movie. The, the like the black gook, the person uh-huh. who sinks into yeah. it. Yeah. So you said while uh, while you're waiting for Transalco to happen, you're writing something else too, Will? Yeah, um, the story of my parents, which is pretty crazy because. It's, um, when I was born, I was, my mother was, like, 16, and my father was 54. Damn. Yeah. Wow. There's this wild story where I was, you know, um, raised by a man who I thought was my father, but wasn't, you know? Oh, wow. How long was that, uh, how long was that for? That you thought he was your father? Until I was 22. Wow. Damn, that's rough. That's a huge revelation. Yeah, it's pretty crazy story. Across. Yeah, it's wild. It's like, when I was, uh, um, my mom was a runaway. And uh, she was like, have, gave herself tattoos, you know. And she was a bad per- bad girl. <laughs> she <laughs> ran off and I am, uh, I am. Uh, oh, can I have that drink with you? Absolutely. I got some in my eye. Excuse me. But um, I, um, Mm -hmm. I just I thought that my uh, Uh. I have a brother. My mother and my mother married a man named William, who I'm named after. That wasn't my father. But she thought she was pregnant with his baby. But when I was born, it was obvious that I wasn't his kid. I was this Hawaiian guy's kid. So I was raised by this man, they, and my mother, they never talked about it. They just like, decided to raise me, right? And had their own kid, 11 months younger than me, the brother I was raised with. And um, I used to always say, hey, are you guys really my parents? Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't really look like my, my mother or my dad. I look like my mother. But... And then um, when I was 22, uh, I was having a... Uh, I got my girlfriend pregnant, and she ended up having an abortion against my will. But there was a time when we were going to have a have the baby, and I was like, "Well, what do you want to name it?" And I was like, "Ah, want to name it Ab, Ab the baby, Abraham." <laughs> and my mother broke down and just started crying, and she told me that was my real father's name. What? Yeah, it was a little cosmic, and uh, and that's the name of your new child. That's the name of my son now. Aww. Yeah. And uh, then I found out that I was Hawaiian, and my father was an actor, and he was the head of the statehood committee for Hawaii, and I have like not or ten other half brothers and sisters, <gasps> and uh, and we all have psoriasis, <laughs> 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 and uh, you know it was it was just an amazing thing that it was just earlier that day uh, when I found out uh, I was visiting my girlfriend. She, she was babysitting a professor's kid, and his name was Abraham, and it was so beautiful. And I just said the name off the top of my, top of my head, and it turned out to be cosmic. It changed my life to find out who my real father was. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, you know, I mean, and then I got to see people that look like me, you know, and that changed. Like, people that are adopted, I really feel for them that they, you know, for them to really want to find out who their real family is is really something, you know? Yeah. Because to live life without ever seeing somebody that looks like you I think is missing out and if they can yeah. do that and find their their, their real family they, by all means they should wow yeah it changed my whole my whole thing now I see these people look just the walk like me look like me talk like me it's crazy do you keep in touch with any of your brothers or, sis- brothers or sisters yeah I, all of them yeah now oh, that cool. I've met the the, the De Los Santoses I know them all now Wow. I didn't even know I was Hawaiian, you know, it was, you know, it's just it a crazy story, but yeah, I've been sketching out that story that I've had, I've had, I've had loads of notes from it for years, and I finally decided to put it all together, it's, mm, 
It's quite quite an amazing story, actually. Are any of your half-siblings also creative? Um, not really. Huh. Not really. It's pretty, pretty wild. I mean, um, one of them owns a pawn shop. One of them owns a body shop. One of them is a maintenance guy. One of them works for Geico Insurance. One of them <laughs> is a... You know, they're all like all all the different things you can think of, but none of them are really very creative at all. I think I, I just, I'm the creative one. Uh, huh. I, I do it all for them all. And are you like younger or in the middle? I'm the youngest boy. Wow. Yeah, I have a sister four days younger than me. <laughs> yeah, and my oh father my had, my father and his wife, he got his wife pregnant, my mother pregnant at the same time. Damn. <laughs> right? That was pretty, it's pretty common. I don't know about now, but uh, on the islands, yeah. like, Younger women with older guys. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm sure. The kahuna. Because I have a very close friend who's uh, Chinese and Hawaiian, and her family's like that. Oh, yeah. I'm 16 years older than my baby's mama. Oh, that's not... That's yeah. not a 16 to 54, though. No, it's not. <laughs> no. But her name's Jennifer. I think you met her uh, slash yeah. in, once, or t- once or twice, once, um, at the Chateau that one time. Yeah. She was listening. Um... She, um, her family's like, you robbed your, our family's cradle. <laughs> <laughs> her aunts, her mom and dad. How'd you guys meet? I met her just right down the street here, about a block from here, actually. I met her at the 4100 bar. Mm-hmm. You know where it's at? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I met her there. I stalked her. <laughs> <laughs> like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I stalked her. I, uh, well, I saw her in there and I was like, I don't know, something about her seemed familiar to me, you know? I don't know why. And uh, so I just kind of looked over and nodded at her. She smiled, and then I was with some friends. She was with some friends, and I was like, my friend's like, hey, let's go. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until I talk to this girl, man. I'm not leaving. So he's like, he split. I'm there, waiting to find the moment to go talk to her. She, and then finally it's like, okay, there's hardly anybody left in the bar. It's like 2 o'clock, right? Like Ron Jeremy now. And I go out to the parking lot, and I'm thinking, I'll, I'll stand by the door and smoke a cigarette and wait for her to come out. And then all of a sudden, the, the bouncer comes out and locks the door. She's inside with her friends who they know the bartender, so they're uh. hanging out, right? So I'm like, oh, great. My friend left. I call a cab. And I'm just, like, getting ready to you know, leave. And then right there, she comes walking out by herself. Mm-hmm. And then she walks over to the car, and I'm all, like, nervous so I, I kind of jog over to her car she gets in her car and I tapped on the window she recognized me because I had already been smiling at her and she kind of cracks the window and she goes hi and I said hi I said are you Miss America or what <laughs> <laughs> damn that's what I said and she said oh my god that's so funny because I am actually Miss Asian America what, what? yeah she was <laughs> It's hilarious. She, yeah, she won the Miss Asian American crown in 2007. And That's I, a great choice of pickup line. Right? Yeah, exactly. This is exactly how it went And then I thought to myself, you know, the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. And I was like, do you do drugs? Oh, my God. And she was like, no. I said, oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> Yeah, because I was about ready. Because it would have been over. She said, yes, we would have been straight, like, you know, getting high and then bad, you know, because I was, I was on one, right? So... <laughs> So she said no, and I said, I'm so proud of you. Oh, good. And then anyway, I, then we talked a minute, and then I was like, you know, can I, you know I'm going to give you my number. And, uh, you, know, you know, once you call me or sometime, you know, hang out. And she's like, okay. So I gave her my number, and like like 10 minutes later, she texted me. Hi, this is Jennifer. This is my number, too. And then we went on a few dates, and we kept in touch. And I just tried to avoid her because she was all Miss Purity, you know? <laughs> and I was all, like, on drugs. So I just tried to avoid her. And then finally, when I was in rehab the last time, I was like, I was like, you know what? I just kept having these weird visions that she was going to be with me. I was, you know? Aww. And uh, so I told my counselor, and my counselor said I should reach out and... So I told her, I, I left messages on her phone. They only let you, me use the phone like once every other day for two minutes. <laughs> you <Wow. know? laughs> so it's like, if she doesn't pick up, you're not going to get her. So finally, I just tried every time I had phone time. I got her on the phone. And I said, hey, it's Will. You know what? I have to tell you something. I'm a drug addict. 
and I'm in rehab. And if you come and visit me, that'd be so amazing. Oh my god! And so she's like, "You are," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, but I can't go. I can't talk on the phone. But this is when the visiting is, so it'd be great if you can come visit me." <laughs> and she came and visit me like all the time after that. Oh my god. And then, wow. then she was That's there. The sweetest thing I've ever heard. Uh-huh. And then like when I got out, she was there the day I got out of rehab, and then. I stayed with uh, one of my counselors for a while, and then I stayed with my one of my producers for a while, and then I uh, then she and I just started. We we're inseparable for quite a while, and then uh, we decided to get a place together, and that was that. Aww. Yeah. That's romantic. It been? Uh, it's been two and a half years. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And our baby's seventeen months old, and he's the awesome. He's so awesome. I can't say how. I mean, I could. We could just. All I could do is talk about being a dad right now, I and mean, I'd be totally happy. <laughs> I love him. He's the best thing, man. He looks. He's like the mini me. He is. He's so so. He's so beautiful and loving, and just, in seventeen months, he's just. He's his personality must just be shooting out now. Oh yeah, it is. He's something else, and he's he's like, he knows like you know, yeah. He drew a circle the other night. He drew a circle, and I was so I was, I was so proud. You know, and I, I cut the circle out and I hung it on the wall. <laughs> it's just like a circle the size of like a half dollar, but it's a circle. You know, I'm like, yeah. wow, my son's a genius. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, you know, I, I I got videos of him. Like I I've probably taken five thousand pictures of him. You know, which is pretty crazy. But. Well, well, is there any way we could follow you on uh, social media, or is there anything you want to promote? Me? Yeah, this is the plug section. Uh, the... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely at, uh, on, I'm active on my Facebook. I don't care what anyone says, I love Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'm active on my Facebook. It's, uh, you know, uh, just William De Los Santos. Uh, and my email is transloco, T-R-A-N-Z. L O C O, Transloco, all one word. Transloco the movie at gmail.com. Oh, so uh, very, direct uh, contact. Yeah, I'm very reachable on email as well as uh, on Facebook. And uh, You don't tweet? I don't tweet. You know, I don't understand the tweet. Everything's in Facebook, man. It's like, why would you want to do Twitter or Instagram <laughs> when you just do the shit on Facebook? That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're at Deep Tissues, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm at David Guy Levy at all those things, and uh, Sasha. Yep. At Sasha Gray. Yep. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. Sasha Gray's a shit. Thanks, Will. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Don't forget to hydrate, my friend. <laughs> right on.